0: I've been missing the neon lights. Trying to find all the places I go and Empty space. Hey, hi hello, Pack. It's me, Ashley Hoover Baker, and you are listening to the very first ever On This Day Entertainment Patreon episode. I am thrilled you are here. We are going to be doing something a little different than the regular weekly podcast, which I cover, of course, the news and nostalgia from today and yesterday in the world of celebrities, reality TV, pop culture. You know it. Well, I have been wanting to start a Patreon, and I'm so glad that you guys are joining me here I've gotten lots of recommendations to cover more recent things the things that we all are binging on netflix and beyond so we're starting off with ratchet And I'm so excited that my friend Cece joined me for this very first episode. She and I originally bonded over our love of Bravo, much like the star of Ratchet, Sarah Paulson, who also loves Bravo. But she also, and we just figured out that we have so many things in common, one thing being things that we binge, and Ratchet was right on the list. So you're going to love Cece. She's a queen. And, well, let's do it. Let's talk ratchet without any further ado.
1: I think she does an amazing job. And I think when you reach like a certain level of fame, mm. like uh, stars, whatever, I think, like you said, it's frowned upon to like certain things. So they will just say like, oh, I don't like it. But I think like it's a guilty pleasure for them. Mm. And then that is also hard to make like a bridge to Sarah Paulson, why I love her, because she's like a good friend of Andy Cohen. She comes to Watch What Happens Live whenever she can. And she is like a Housewives fan. She's legit like a Bravo fan and owning it. It Well, and she goes on Watch What Happens Live and she can answer about every show
0: on Bravo. The woman is a Bravo-holic and I am obsessed with her.
1: Me too. Like when you're that level. Exactly. Because I think a lot. People really do like Bravo or reality TV, but they are just like, you know, no, it's beneath me. And I'm like, no bitch, like it has the biggest fandom. We love reality, we love trash trash TV. Exactly. And we are good people, smart people,
0: respectful people who love watching bad behavior on television. And that's okay. That is okay. Like, we can still have, like, really, like, normal lives and still, like, trashy things in the background.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I think it doesn't matter, like, what background you have or from what country you have. Like, I'm from Holland. I'm not Dutch, but I, you know, I have such a different lifestyle than a lot of people in America. And I love Bravo. My Mm. friend who is a lawyer loves Bravo. My friend who works as a cashier loves Bravo. Like, it doesn't matter what your educational background is, what the color of your or whatever, like people love reality TV. Like vision of people going to the Berkshire, the Bluestone Manor home. And it's Rihanna, it's Sarah Paulson, it's Dorinda, it's Karen, it's like these all stars, we need to put them in a house. Andy Cohen, fucking film this. We need to see that. Oh Oh my God. That would be a Christmas miracle it will be a christmas miracle and it's everything i need to like become less depressed
0: <laughs> oh my gosh well you know and just because of the friendship that you and i have developed online and have like become like real life like actual friends that yeah. like we've been able to open up to each other about, you know, just our mental state. And I think whether or not people have dealt with depression or any kind of mental issue in the past, like, mm-hmm. I think it's inevitable right now. Like, how can you not be in a like fucked up space right now?
1: Yeah. So I think like a lot of people are in the same mental state, but I think it's still such a taboo to talk about it. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, there's a big stigma on it, like, oh, you should be ashamed of it or, you know, seeking help is frowned upon and mm-hmm. to, to that's such a weird concept because I've been in therapy since like l- legit since I was a child and ha- it has helped me so much throughout the years it has built me and I honestly I don't want to make it too dark but I don't even know if I would still be here if I didn't get to help from an early age on with all my right. mental things right and I think it's so sad that a lot of people struggle with the same things But, you know, they just don't talk about it. And that is also why I put myself out there so much. Also, before I had this Bravo account on my own blog that I had for like almost a decade, I talked about my own mental health a lot because I want to inspire people. Even if you reach only one person, like, hey, what you're going through, you're Mm -hmm. not alone. You know, the thoughts that you have or the sadness that you feel, you, you are not alone with your feelings. And, you know, I want to encourage people to talk about that. And to see, like, normal to have these issues, we just need to get some help for you, you know? And it's like, it is, and you're you're exactly right.
0: It's like frowned upon and is like taboo is the perfect word you said. Is taboo as mental health still is in apparently in the Netherlands and America. Like, we go back watching Ratchet, which takes place like in the late 40s. And the word depression isn't even a word and they're dealing with people who have come back from war, have all this trauma, all this PTSD. And like the fact that like, they're not even acknowledging mental health as Mm -hmm. like a thing. There's no treatment except for what we see in ratchet and if you follow anything about the war in just that time period like they were like literally giving people
1: lobotomies
0: because they just
1: had mental health issues like we would have lobotomies yeah i cannot even i cannot even imagine that like
0: like, seriously like I, i know that's such an extreme thought but like if you were to have like a mental breakdown, like circa Britney Spears, 2007, we saw Miley have problems, like a lot of these young girls, anybody, anybody can go through something. Yeah. They would literally cut into people's heads and mess with the frontal lobe of their
2: brain. Yeah.
1: But I also think like without those studies, because it's so interesting to me to see how it was like in the other decade, not decade, in the other century. Right. Like those studies would we be here where we are today, you know, without discovering that certain things are not okay, because I'm going to tell you a story and it's not really ratchet related and it's a little bit like, uh, but as like my work as a travel journalist, okay, now I cannot travel, but like when COVID was, before COVID hit, uh, I went to Indonesia and like to different villages Mm -hmm. to see how they treat like mental health patients and legit people it's such a scary thought because it was it, it is a third world country and especially like you have the touristic places like bali and jakarta but like when you go really into the villages it's a different lifestyle P- people don't speak english people live literally in like uh, cabins made of i don't know the english word but like not bricks like it's really a village Wow. They both patients in cages They chain them, like this is not 50 years ago, this is like legit in 2019. They chain them at their ankles and their wrists and they put them in cages and they just throw like food and stuff at them. And this is like in our time. So I think people don't realize how blessed they are. And I know you're into drag race as well. Bob the drag queen said this on his season, like people don't realize how blessed they are to live in a country like America, or for example, like me in Holland, when we have issues, we have the resources to get help. Mm -hmm. There are still like this day, not in ratchets in the 1940s or 50s, literally like now countries where people are put in cages because they don't know how to handle that. Can you imagine? And it's not like a TV show, it's real life. I was shook. I was like, what the fuck? And I thank my lucky stars, like, oh my God. You know, because oh. sometimes when like shitty things happen, you can really like fuck, I hate my life, and I hate this country and I hate this and that. But you don't know how fucking blessed you are when you live in a country like America or like Holland. For real. We have it so good here. Right. And people I think don't even realize that. Right. And it's just crazy. Like I've been on antidepressants, I think since
0: I've been 18 and like, Mm -hmm. I'm able to live a normal life because I'm chemically balanced. Like it's not something like meditating helps me get through the day. I do yoga. I do breath work. Like I do all these things to manage, but like when there's something like if like somebody had cancer, you would treat them if somebody had like some issue with their bloodstream you would treat them like it's just something that like thank gosh you know and is in America such a shit show right now it's always it's really hard to remember that I should be grateful (laughs) like it's hard sometimes like you can't even leave the house without like there just being this like overlying sense of doom in the community about just like the civil unrest so that was a really nice reminder thank you so we obviously bonded originally over bravo and i've we've just been in contact and we've realized that we've watched like a lot of like non-bravo shows together yeah it's so funny like is ratchet like something that's like a normal thing for you to watch like is this a typical genre for you
1: i don't watch any horror related series but i have watched a few halloween movies mm-hmm. but i'm more like kick flick rom queer community pro stuff like rupa's drag race i'm more like Dead girl like gossip girl pretty little liars you know titanic <laughs> whatever yeah have you done any american horror stories i that was the whole reason why i fell in love with like their collaboration i was like <sighs> oh my god it's, like it was so good and i need more and more and more but like, you know, when this came out, I was like, okay, another project of them together, I should watch. But then in the first episode, uh-huh. the first bits, I was like, no bitch, no man, I don't want this, what the fuck's going on? And there wasn't Sarah, and it was like horrible, and it was disgusting, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. But then I was like, you are a loyal bitch, and Sarah is your girl, so just shut the fuck up and what sorry can I curse oh my god this is an x-rated podcast we okay, said we, okay. in the words oh of god. Bethany Fran- Frankel we
0: mentioned it all
1: okay so yeah because I curse a lot. I don't want to curse a lot but I curse a lot um but yeah that scene was so weird and I it was, was like, fucked well, up
0: let's be honest
1: it was scary as fuck and you know it's gonna happen because you see he's like a creeper and he's lurking and it's like the wholesome priest and they're so good so you know shit's gonna go down but that it went down like this I girl looked at if the I, clock it's so hard i looked at the I, clock i was like did four priests just get stabbed to
0: death in 5 minutes is the yeah. first 5 minutes four priest murders as somebody oh with a God. very dark i watch a lot of crime i watch a lot of really dark shit i'll fall asleep with a murder doc in the back in the background yeah. like on a regular I was like, I'm fucking here for this. This is exactly what I need right now, and it's terrible and it's dark, but it's like that escape, and I'm like, it's not so bad. But I'm with you with Sarah Paulson. I stand. Did you watch the um O.J. show she was on, the one the uh, where she played Marsha Clark,
1: where Ross played Kim Kardashian's dad, <laughs> <laughs> dead <one>. And <laughs> oh, honestly, how oh, weird was so that? But when I saw that Ross played Kim's Dead, I'm like, I'm not sure if I can watch this. So I have to be honest, I haven't, but it's so very high on my list. This is it okay. good.
0: I'm gonna ask you to please figure out some time where you can watch it. If you're like a Sarah Paulson fan and don't necessarily love horror as your genre, this is the best way of seeing just the most iconic five-star performance that a woman on film, I mean, she's perfection. Did you watch the OJ case at all when you were younger? Like, was that a thing in
1: Holland? Very, very big thing here because oh yeah, I don't want to sound like um, I don't want to. I don't want Holland to come across racist, but I think it was the same in America. Uh It basically became a thing because it was like a black man Mm -hmm. killing a white woman, or allegedly killing. So it was a really, really big thing here, and. I don't know, my parents were watching it. I was very, very young, but I remember it like it being on the screen. It was like before the Kardashians even were a thing. Right. Um, I think my mom was a fan of Bruce Jenner. So it was like, I think even Chris was with Bruce already. Mm -hmm. I have to check but yeah they were were together
0: yeah they were together and um, I didn't watch it yet I'm not a big Kardashian person but on Netflix right now like if you just walk away there's a preview of the David Letterman interview show and he does an interview with Kim Kardashian Oh my god and she starts talking about oj and she's like yeah i answered the phone i was like 14 i answered the phone and it was oj from jail it's like hi uncle oj yeah you can talk to my mom and like i was just like shaken by that oh while i'm thinking of it and i just have sarah paulson on my mind right now i'm gonna need you to tell everybody listening you're one degree away from sarah paulson's story because like this makes me two degrees away from Sarah Paulson and everybody needs <laughs> to know that.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, we're like best friends now. Oh my God. Well, not really best friends, but in my head, like we are. Well, I have to say she does send the most, the sweetest messages and voice memos because first, you know, I had it with Sonia as well when like a, let's say celebrity or a bravo celebrity or someone DMs you. At least in my paranoid mind, I'm like, is this you or is this someone from, you know, and then I was like, let me just send her a voice message. But also because I send voice messages a lot, like to everyone, I'm stalking everyone because my day time, my my day job involves a lot of typing, like as a copywriter and I don't want to type the entire day. So I just sent a voice message. And when I saw that she sent one back, my heart skipped a beat. And I was like, I don't wanna open it. I don't wanna open it. Is it a mistake? Is it Holland Taylor? What's going on? What's happening? Is this real? And I legit almost fainted. I was like, <sighs> what the fuck?" going on? And she was so nice. She sent me three messages in the first reply, voice messages. Oh and I was God. like, what is this world I'm living in? It was so random. And <laughs> I legit like every five seconds I was like refreshed and it was like 3 a.m. my time like always when these things happen it's so late my time so I was screaming and I was like (laughs) what's going on really one time I had like a live like an insta live with Andy and I looked like shit because it's like 3 4 a.m. my time I had it with Dorinda same story and now I was like fuck I'm messaging with her and my stupid mind even sent like a video Uh, I don't know It's amazing. She is
0: so sweet. She is so And the reason you guys started talking is because in your amazing Etsy shop, you first of all have a ton of just amazing like Bravo content. You're always just like right there with the new content, but you put out some ratchet clothes. She saw her face on a shirt and was like, I want this shirt. So she bought one of your shirts. Sarah Paulson is wearing one of your designs.
1: Babe. When I say it's like a twilight zone for me, it's a fucking twilight zone. I still till this day, I didn't even ask that. I don't know how she got it because I didn't tag her in, in like my design. So I think maybe someone from her team or whoever and I was like chilling and I was doing some work because I work on different time zones and I was checking Instagram and like a follower said, oh, my God, Sarah just reposted you on your stories. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't buy it. But my ignorant ass was like, okay, let me check. Maybe there's like 1% chance where it's true. And then I saw her first initial post and it was like, oh, my God. Not, oh, my God. She doesn't say, oh, my God. But it was something along the lines of this has my face on it. I'm buying it. It's so cool. Or something like that. And i was like what i was like i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and i felt such a desperate debbie i was like let's send her a thank you video so i made a video with like my hair bum full mustache like i look like shit. and i was like thank you sarah and saying her full name i was such a loser thank you sarah paulson i thought you were gonna say sarah Catherine paulson i was like oh no i should have said that but i was like waking I, I wanted to record it, put a filter on it, send it, but I apparently I was so in my mind. I was already in our conversation. I just recorded it and I sent it and I wanted to, to unsend, but I saw she opened it. I was like, fuck no, then it's weird to unsend. So I was like, okay, cool. Sarah Paulson sees my girl stash now, that's not cool. And <laughs> um, I was like, happening? And I send her something along the lines of, oh my God, thank you. Uh, I so appreciate this. If I can send you some merch for free, and then she was so sweet and she was like, no, girl, I'm going to buy this and no need to send it. And she did. She held her word. Oh, that's And amazing. she was like, and she legit said something like, I'm going to uh, trying to remember, but it was like, how can I support you? I want to continue to support you. What can I do for you? And I was like, wait, oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Rewind. You know that scene in Vanipom Rules when Lala tells something about Katie and Baba too, like Sheena. Yeah. And that, that, that rewind thing, it was going like, that, like, wait, how can you help me? Oh like, I can give order, like, what's happening? Are we becoming friends? And I was like at such a loss for words and I think I fell asleep and I didn't even respond because I was... Or I passed out. I don't <laughs> know what happened there. And I literally... And I woke up in the morning with, like, my heart beating in my throat. I was like, did this really happen? And I looked like, fuck. And then I saw she followed me, like, on my Instagram. Out of the 12 people, she follows. Oh, please, Sarah, don't unfollow me. But, like, <laughs> I saw she followed me. And I was like, is this a mistake? So I text her, like, is this a mistake? Like, what's going on? And we were just chatting. And she was sending voice messages so I could hear it was her. And she was just the kindest sweet. And till this day, I don't understand who, what, where, why. I had, like, I didn't have, like, a connection to her or something. It was, like, really directly that she approached me. I don't know how I deserve this. I don't know why this happened to me. But she was just so nice. And she sends the sweetest and most supportive messages. She really is a girl's girl. She really is what, everything and more that you expect.
0: Oh, my God. Like
1: I, like, honestly, till this day, I'm like, whenever I, you know, when you chat a little bit here and there, she's just so sweet. And I felt so fucking special because she did a live like a week ago. And, you know, in the comment section where you can say hi, I was just like random, like, hi, Sarah. She was like, hi, Cece. Love you, girl. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> you God. <ignore> again. <laughs> oh, what is- my God. Sure. she is so incredibly beautiful not only on the outside but like she's so kind and she's so i i i, I think i'm just very drawn to people that are authentic and talented uh-huh. and with her you know, being like in the acting world she is such a phenomenal actress i look up to her so much like oh my really gosh. did and you ever so watch kind- oh my gosh did you ever watch one flew over the cuckoo's nest jack nicholson is my man God I love him so much.
0: (laughs) Oh my god I'm obsessed with him and like I watched that movie back like when I was in college in some film classes and I mean it's an amazing movie it's an amazing study of like the human mind and like social dynamics and it's a really phenomenal movie but like seeing the quiet doom of nurse ratchet in that in in the original and then seeing like the origin story throughout this like she's a good woman who like Mm -hmm. became because of the crazy world around her became so affected and like became yeah. a really dark person and i didn't know this yeah. until a few days ago i was reading just some things about ratchet online did you know this mm-hmm. is just like part one like there's going to be several more of these um these seasons and they will eventually get to the one flew over the cuckoo's nest story like we'll
1: eventually meet that character yeah. like in part four or something i had no idea Yeah, because I knew they already taped some parts of like season two or it was fully taped I don't remember but like I knew it was like a series and that they were yeah but I have to say like I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest maybe like legit like 20 years ago Uh so I should read again and it was because I had to read the book like in school Mm -hmm. and then we had to make it was like a Dutch thing you always had to make like the comparison between the book and the movie because the teachers wanted to see who actually read the book and who just watched the movie. <laughs> so it has been a long time, but I am so, like, how do you say it, excited to see the journey of her becoming Nurse Ratchet, Because already, like, in the first season, we have they have given us so much oh. to see that she came from a foster home, basically. She was placed in several homes where she and her brother were, like, abused and were it wasn't actually her real brother, right? There was right. like one, um, like a foster brother, but like the caseworker at some point because they she didn't want them to be separated. She gave them, I think, the last say, the surname or whatever, and placed them together. And you really see how, but it's it, it is like a theme that's also applicable, I think, to our like day and age where um, when you are not in a healthy environment that it can really affect your mental health. Because, you know, the abuse that they have seen, I'm not saying that everyone who was abused, like becomes (laughs) a killer. (laughs) Like, I'm not a murderer. And I have seen abuse as well. But I think it can really trigger a lot of things. And it literally makes you who you are today. You know, and I think that's, Like that theme, even though it happened like in the uh, 1940s or 50s, it is still very much relevant for today, I think, you know, that you are a product of your environment.
0: Well, and you see these kids, you know, these people with these young childhood traumas and, you know, I mean, hello, America more than anybody has the biggest record of like mass murders and gun crimes and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. they're always trying to pinpoint these things and it's like mental health isn't talked about enough. It's not like people aren't going and speaking to therapists, parents don't know what kids are doing in their bedrooms behind closed doors. And it's like, if this mental health conversation, was talked about more, if more was being done, if people had like, we don't, I mean, yes, we have like access to healthcare, but it's so expensive and not everybody has access to it because of, you know, the low money they make and whatnot, like the underlying story of mental health in Ratchet is, I think, so important today for our society and just seeing like, oh my God, when she was at that puppet show and she started uh-huh. having that like vision of like what like her and her brother were forced, brother, you know, not literally uh-huh. brother, but like what they were forced
1: uh-huh. to do to each other. Like it's fucking horrible. That scene, I think, I've an article about it and a lot of people criticized that scene so much, but to me it was executed perfectly because I really, think I felt everything that they wanted us to feel Mm -hmm. and it was like horrified traumatized at the same time very compassionate towards them on what they had to endure and then at the same time thinking like this is a story that is being repeated and repeated and repeated because the system is so broken this happens like so much I think more than we are aware of Mm -hmm. and it was just a visualization of something that still happens and i i felt so confronted with it like you know when you're in your bubble and you're safe and i have had like the best childhood and like the best parents and whatever you sometimes forget like like we said in the beginning of our conversation sometimes people forget the things they do have Mm -hmm. when you see how it can also be for other people i think it was horrible (sighs) horrible Well, and I was reading, it was in the New Yorker, there was a review and they were saying specifically
0: that scene just took it too far and that's like a thing with Ryan Murphy and that's just kind of his style, but it goes too far and like, they were like, the audience is smart enough, you didn't need to paint that picture so explicitly, like, we don't need to be like, told it that clear for us to understand, but I'm like, it kind of did, like, I mean, we knew that they had been traumatized and we knew that there had been sexual abuse and... They definitely led to all those things, but seeing it done that way and the fact that it wasn't two actors that were doing it, like two young actors, the fact that they did it through puppets made it really disturbing on a different level. And like, that's what made it so effective to see how broken both of these people are, but like how Edmund was broken in one way, goes around and kills priests and nurses and anybody else in his path. And she's still has the good in her and wants to help him, but does all these things along the way that are not necessarily the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, but also with her character, being called the angel of mercy, right? right? Like she, I think in her mind, she helps people by putting them out of their pain because that was something that nobody could ever, or has ever done for her. Like she kept suffering and suffering and suffering. And I think in her mind, like she wants to provide people with the help mm-hmm. that she never, so basically it's the help of never feeling ever again. Right. And I think that that is very dark. <sighs> and at the same time very interesting because again, there are a lot of people that I know I have thought like that as well, Not not like killing people, like more want to become too dark but like damaging myself Mm -hmm. especially in my teens and early 20s like I really was going through so much stuff where you reach a point where you don't want to feel anymore Mm -hmm. because you cannot deal with the world or anything that it, it just becomes too much and when you don't get the right help you can do very damaging things and I think that's so interesting with her character to see that she does these things and in her mind she thinks she's helping people even though, you know, right girl- and
0: she did there were a lot of times she did help people like i loved that story um it was so hard to watch but um the lesbian woman who um mm. she and finn were directed to put in that like heated scolding hot bath and leave her in there for like 45 minutes and then bring her over into the ice bath and like get the gay out of her like they were doing this like, oh my God, what's happening is so wrong. And you know, like, well, and it's so funny. And you like talked about like, the wonderful like girl culture and how sarah's so supportive of other women like that was a really interesting part of ratchet for me seeing like especially nurse ratchet's relationship with nurse bucket from the beginning of the movie and how they hated each other and well for good reason from buckets standpoint like she came and just kind of messed up everything but where they were able to go and like really be able to help each other towards like a common goal and like really end up like becoming friends like it's really Kind of beautiful, and beautiful is a really weird word. But like Nurse Ratchet being the angel of mercy, as you said, and as uh-huh. they said in on the show Ratchet, uh-huh. she's really trying. She really thinks she's helping people, and she does and, and, and <laughs> some of the time.
1: Does, at one point where she really did, and I think that that was a turning point for like Nurse Bucket and her mm-hmm. was when let's see, her love to the doctor to Doctor Hanover. Oh. And she was rejected so hard, but you saw like a human side of Nurse Ratchet when she tried to comfort her, right? And also that later in the, I think in episode seven or eight or whatever, like I will, I didn't forget that. Like wh- when I really needed you and I, when I was very vulnerable, you were there. Uh-huh. So I think that the way of the producer showing like there's still genuine good in her as well, mm-hmm. but it just always come out (laughs) right well and like we
0: saw bucket go through a huge transformation also like she had no problem giving these lobotomies she was watching Dr. Hanover do them like it was part of their culture and then eventually she learned like whoa what we did was so fucking wrong and when they were like in Mexico or whatever and it might have even been in the fantasy or whatever but the fact that they were all friends and they were like I can't believe we used to do these things like and I think that's an important thing. Like, we all do things that are wrong. Like, we yeah, all do yeah. things that we know are wrong or eventually know are wrong. And it's like, we just can't be judged for that forever. Like, they did bad things uh-huh. and then they did better. And like, that's like going back to Stasi. Like, I don't want to judge somebody by the worst thing they've ever done in their life. Like, people move on and do better. And at some point, like, we, we deserve better. We deserve better for ourselves and other people.
1: That is why I never... Only people I really can't and my friends always make fun of me because I always say I don't even really have a big problem with, uh, of course, I don't, <laughs> this sounds so weird. I'm not pro-murderers, but I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes maybe it happens or drug deal or whatever. But when you're a pedophile, that is mm-hmm. the one thing, pedophiles and uh, animal abusers, those yeah. people canceled directly there's no i don't give a shit if you better your life i don't care what happens to you right. Up with your head up with your dick fuck you die bitch right. but you know when other people who have other issues i truly believe that they if they get the right help you know they can improve or become better versions and again mm-hmm. to circle back to stop that is i'm a ride or die type of bitch i'm one of those people when i have your back I have your back for life. And I don't care if I get a lot of hate for that because I'm a loyal person. And a loyal person doesn't mean that I'm licking her ass. I can tell her, bitch, you fucked up. But Uh. okay, we're, you know, I'm going to stand by you and you're going to improve yourself. The same like with Karen and Monique, what she said, like uh, when she had like the gathering in her home, like Monique, you fucked up, but Mm -hmm. I'm standing by you and you know, we're get you through this situation. And I think that is, I don't know what happened next in the season. So I don't know what happens with Karen and Monique. But so far, I think that was a beautiful thing because Monique did fuck up. But in someone's darkest hours, when they need your help, if you are a friend, you don't leave them. You exactly. tell them why they and you help them and guide them to like the light again. You know, and I think in our culture, it's a lot when someone fucks up, it's like, dumb bitch, bye, you're over, canceled, next. But I'm like, how can people improve? And what you also shouldn't forget, these are human, people are human too. Exactly. Are they not allowed to stop? We're all
0: flawed. That's the thing. We are all flawed. We see the people on our reality shows. That's what we saw on Ratchet too. Like every one of these people, it's not just Edmund that was flawed in this. The doctor was flawed. That, uh, Mm. that kid that ended up getting his arms and his legs amputated, (laughs) his mom, like all these people are so fucking flawed, but that doesn't mean that people don't deserve a chance like to do better. And
1: that was one um, of the many cool things. Yeah, I really think people forget that because it's almost like you have to be perfect all the time. And whenever you fuck up, like, I, I uh, maybe it's my age because I'm in my 30s and I'm a bit older and I do, I'm i not part of the, like the generation that is like really like cancel the bitch like I don't understand this why you are so quick to judge people because in all honesty clearly I have never been a racist but I have done very questionable things in my past as well in my teens and early 20s like if there was like a camera on my face that shit would have haunted me like till this day as well. And if you look at the person I am today compared to when I was a teenager oh, and God. I had a with a girl in my high school because she called me a whore. Like now you can call me a whore whatever. I've been called a whore so many times. But like your first time being called a whore, it's amazing. I-, I was yeah. a virgin. I was like, why the fuck? I'm not a whore. Like all my friends are whores and I legit was the only virgin. <laughs> I, I lost my flower, <laughs> no, I, lo- I, I it took so long before I wasn't a virgin anymore like legit and people thought I was the biggest whore and I'm like all my friends were like closeted sluts and because of the way I dressed myself I was like the big whore and when I was called a whore I was so angry I legit like smacked a bitch but I was 16 you know but then I'm like what if that was on camera? And now when I'm in my thirties, you know, people are still like, oh, but you remember that one time 20 years ago when you <laughs> got violent with someone, like it, 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 it's, it haunts you and it becomes like part of who you are. And I don't understand that because everyone makes mistakes, right. you know, what, allow people to make mistakes and allow them the chance to better themselves. Right. I don't understand
0: Exactly. It's very frustrating to me. And I'm glad that you and I are on the same page. And we can
1: be honest with each other about that, because that's some BS. And like, and I think that's a big theme in people's lives. And that can cause so many issues also for your mental health. Oh, gosh, exactly. Uh Oh, my God. Could
0: you imagine is both of us like two people sitting here that have had mental health issues and obviously support other people who go through things? Could you imagine somebody taking a fucking drill to the temple of your head and fucking with your frontal lobe? Oh my god I don't Taking want an don't ice wanna... pick into your eye socket like what the fuck people like this was considered okay back in the day like when yeah. we think back of like how things are handled now we're gonna be like oh my god like we were barbarians like we look back to yeah. that like you're a fucking barbarian it's
1: just insane I, to think I, that it, way I believe it that that was a thing but the same for me as like the electrical chair No, because I know Sentence is still a thing in certain states in America, but I think uh-huh. it's not with or right. It's like with a lethal injection or something, right? You don't and have to state turn. to state and it
0: almost doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. But still the, the thought that, you know, it was like a thing back then. That, right. Oh, my God, stuttering like I cannot even talk. Wretched was such an example of it was so, such a mirror of how things were back then things we cannot imagine like you say with the lobotomy like like (laughs) what the fuck it's uh
0: oh oh my gosh so can we talk about some of the supporting characters because i think the supporting characters in ratchet were just so amazing i mean obviously bucket we talked about dr hanover Mm -hmm. holy shit holy shit
1: I honestly, I never heard of this actor before. I don't know where else I can see him, but after seeing him, I need to watch everything this man was in. Oh my god. This man read about his bi- biography, like, he's from the Philippines, and he was, like, already an actor there, uh-huh. and then he went to Hollywood, like, to make it big, and I'm like, this man, he was so good that I legit thought he was a psychopath. Like, in real life, not even as an actor. He was exactly. so good in I am, like, baffled by his skills. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say
0: one person on the on the cast that was a smaller role but I think gave the performance of the show was the woman who played Charlotte, the one oh my who God. had the psychotic break and thought she was Hanover. Uh, this she woman. was amazing. Where did they find this woman? She was so good. And she
1: turned so quick. Oh, yeah. my God. I... first moment we saw her when it was like a flashback to Edmund's, was it Edmund but like at a college thingy and they were like at a school and she was talking about was it the violin or like an instrument I don't know and she was like I don't know it was such, I was so intrigued and invested in her immediately and then we saw her like in the office of Dr. Hanover and I'm like who is this woman and what is her issue and the fact that she was schizophrenic and you know was it a thing back then or did they Wait, did they use the word? They didn't
0: use that. They would just say she was having a break. Like they didn't even use the word depression. They called it melancholy.
1: Like these were
0: not defined terms back then. Okay, yeah.
1: But the way she did that, oh my God. The way she, she was like several people in one scene. Like how can you this? amazing. Phenomenal. She did such a good job. That was like the
0: one performance. Like, I didn't know, well, actually, I did know several of the actors. You know, of course, the woman from the uh, motel. That's Amanda Plummer. I know her from um,
1: Pulp Fiction, mostly. Are you a Pulp Fiction fan? I'm going to say something that's very popular. I'm not a Quarantino. No, what's his name?
0: (laughs) Quentin Tarantino. But we're in Quarantino right now.
1: Like Quarantino, that's not his name. See, that's how less of a fan, like Yuma Thurman, I'm sorry, and him, I'm just not, and I'm the only one in my family and my dad used to hate me for it because he was such a fan. I, it's not my thing. I don't know. I, it's not my thing. So I, when you said like, yeah, I know her from pop fiction. I was like, okay, just nod and smile, but I had no clue what you were talking (laughs) about. Did you know, did you watch the show
0: Weeds? No. Oh my god amazing show the priest who was hiding under the bed that didn't get murdered that um ratchet ended up doing the lobotomy on later um so he wouldn't remember seeing her brother he wouldn't remember seeing her brother murder all those uh he was on weeds and he was amazing and then there was one more person oh the kid who had his arms and legs taken off do you watch 13 reasons why He was on 13 Reasons
1: Why. I don't know if you made that connection. I didn't. And you know what connection I also didn't make? Because now I'm friends with Alice as well, like Nurse Dolly. She is a sweetheart. She bought my merch too, by the way. Oh, my God. I almost passed out when I found out who she was. Because I think we watch similar things. Uh I don't know if... Have you watched the movie Beautiful Creatures? Yes. Or read the book? I
0: I, I remembered that it took me a minute and I actually had to google her do you know who she reminds me of in ratchet she reminds me of madonna in 1984 like she just looks like a perfect young madonna and she's stunning I loved her fucked up relationship with um with uh what's his name yeah Edmund, thank you, totally uh, blanked on it. I loved it. I loved how she would like go and get him off when he was in the, uh... well, and that's something cool about Ryan Murphy. There's always that really dark sexual um, undertone and it's very creepy and disturbing and I love it. The fact that they were hiding in the bar and she was gonna just like kill the uh, chicken or whatever. And he's like, don't do that. I was like, ah, we're all
1: evil, aren't we? We are, cause I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but I get turned on by some of their scenes so much and it's so dark oh and God, I'm- so, I felt like the girl feels down there. I was like, oh my God, this is so dirty and I'm here for it. Like- Jerking him off, but like with the bars in between them, I was like, oh my God, this is not happening. And was I was so like, this is so, why do I think this is hot? And then I was questioning myself and I was like, no, I want an inmate. I want to do this with like a criminal too. <laughs> I was like okay this is some
0: sexy role play that I'm absolutely here. I'm gonna slip you your tray of food and then I'm gonna like take care of you in the little hole thing. Like it was so hot and I thought they really cared for each other. Like they had a really deep connection and it was the Bonnie and Clyde of that era and I'm here for it.
1: I'm totally here for it and the thing they did use a term for her and I I didn't necessarily saw her like that but they used the term nymph on her oh yeah. she was a nymphomania right and i was like oh apparently the thing back then because that's like the only clinical term because you know we both therapy a lot and we are probably very like how do you say it, well known with dsm-4 and like all those shit right but i didn't know the only clinical term that they used is nymphomania that's because a they really didn't good like- point depression they they didn't use schizophrenic and stuff like that so i was like oh was that already a well-known term back in the 40s and 50s because they used that on her right i didn't see that because you didn't see a promiscuous side it was just with one guy so i didn't really get it right and like i love that that's like a clinical like word of like a disease
0: or a health attribute like a negative thing to like sex and enjoy sex
1: That's so weird. Isn't that so bizarre? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And no, because I, I, I don't necessarily, is it just someone who really enjoys sex or is there like more to it? Is it like an addiction? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm
0: not I don't know that term well enough to be able to say that. But like the fact that they use that term in such a negative way for her, like sure, she's banging a a, a serial killer before they had that term also, but like she's still trying get it, to get girl. hers. Guys, get theirs, <laughs> let her get hers, you know, wop, wop, wop.
1: And he is sorry, but he is so hot. God, I hate it when they cast
0: these hot-ass people as murderers. Like, why did they put Zac Efron as Ted Bundy? Like, I don't need to be attracted to Ted Bundy. Same.
1: I don't, uh, yeah, same. I don't need, but I have to say Ted Bundy, like, the legit Ted Bundy, he was also not ugly. He wasn't, I mean, there we go with the Johan van der thing
0: again, but like, he could have gotten it too. Like, I understand that like a woman fell in love with him and her daughter yeah. like grew up with him, like as a father figure. He was like a normal seeming dude. And that's yeah. the scariest, can scary, like crazy people just like come off as scary and crazy. I don't need yeah. you like looking like a normal person. I can't handle oh. this in my
1: life. I want I'll go like a crazy psycho, I'll go that I'm like, ew, you're nasty and not like, please. <laughs> fuck me as well (laughs) right oh my god totally oh my gosh you're so funny and it like I'm probably not his type because he's so gorgeous and not that I'm ugly but I mean have you seen those Hollywood bitches um I'm not like that at all but I was like into chubby girls with brown hair brown eyes please call me Finn because you're hot oh my
0: gosh (laughs) he could so get it and he's such a good actor like American Please. Horror Story.
1: Do you have a favorite um, franchise of American Horror Story? I have to admit, I only saw three, and I know there are like seven or even more. Eight, I think eight. now. Which ones did you oh, watch? I watched, God, I don't even remember. I want to like say something very specific, but at this moment, Coven, i un- the circus one. There was There's the one, one I- and the other two, I'm trying to figure out. Did you it watch out.
0: Asylum? It's
1: season two. A few episodes. I'm gonna
0: recommend Asylum. It's my personal favorite season. It's season two, and it's very similar to Ratchet in the sense that it's like a mental asylum. It's fucking amazing. I love American Horror Story. Like most things, some seasons are great, some aren't as much. Asylum is everything. It's so good.
1: Oh my god, it's so good. I need to watch it. I think I was back with my ex then and he was very, like I said, I was in a very abusive relationship and he dominated even while I watched. I couldn't even watch when I was with him, but fortunately I traveled a lot so I could keep up with my Bravo, but there are so many shows that I couldn't keep up with. And this is one of them and I'm going to write it down and watch all the episodes. It's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, Another one. I mean, this
0: Huh? I'm so constantly infatuated with Cynthia Nixon. I loved Cynthia. her on Sex in the City. She's had an amazing, like, I'm a theater nerd. Like, what she's done on stage is just amazing. Politically, I have so much admiration for her. Were you a Sex
1: in the City fan? Girl.
0: Of course you were.
1: Of girl, course. Girl, girl. That was my thing. I, and it's so funny because growing up, I wanted to be, like, all my friends saw me as the Carrie because I was, like, but also because I was a writer, like, legit a writer. I had my curly hair. Writer girl. Exactly. I always thought I was Samantha, like, the slut. And I never really liked Miranda's character. Not, not, not like, but, like, when you are picking, like, your teams, everyone wanted to be, like, Samantha or Carrie. But the older I got, I was, like, fuck. I want to be... Fucking Miranda. I'm Miranda too. She has a good head on her shoulder. She makes healthy decisions. She has a stable family life. She is like putting herself first. She's not putting up with shit from men. She's like really everything I hope one day I can be. But when you're young, don't see that. You know I'm exactly the
0: same way. Nobody wanted to be Miranda when we were younger. And now we're like, we're Mirandas. And that's great. Like (laughs) Even when we're like, I one of my favorite moments about Miranda was when she was just eating everything in sight. And at one point Mm -hmm. she threw the cake in the trash and started eating the cake out of the trash and then she put uh, dish soap on it to get herself to stop like that's the yeah. most relatable shit I've ever seen in my life and like that's so the thing about Miranda I feel that like even when she knows she's making bad decisions she's always so self aware she's cognitive she's a she's a lawyer she's a thinker and I love yeah. that about her and seeing her go from Miranda to this character that's very Miranda-ish in the sense that she's got a career even back in these days when women weren't necessarily like professionals she was the yeah. assistant Oh my God, do you see Donald Trump with the mayor in uh, Ratchet? Like, did you see like the similarities of
1: like the disgusting mayor and our disgusting American president? I wanna be very honest, I don't think I have made that link in my head, but now when you say it, I do see it. Just the fact that he's like
0: scummy, he's a womanizer,
1: he's disgusting, he's just not aware of other people's like feelings. Yeah, and you know, actually, the first scene where we saw, I want to say Miranda, where we saw Cynthia Nixon, I didn't even recognize her. It was the scene where she she was, no, really, she was in the restaurant with, like, the governor or mayor or whatever, the mayor. Uh And then Dr. Hano approached them because he wanted to, like, pitch his uh, thing to get money for his, like, uh, institution. And she was, he was sitting here and she was, like, facing him with her back. And then she looked like when he was walking away. And I was like, I know this woman. Who is she? And I honestly didn't recognize her. I can't believe that. Really. But in her first scene where we really saw her like full frontal, I was like, oh my God. What the fuck? It's Miranda. Miranda. Oh my God. Miss Hobbs. Yeah. And I was so happy because maybe I missed something. Like, was she ever on American Horror Story? No. No. Because I was like, I never expected Ryan Murphy to cast her. Well, and I, I think it's why. interesting that
0: Cynthia Nixon recently in the last like year or two took her hand in politics in New York exactly. and then all of a sudden she gets cast in this role. And then just like yeah. real life and fiction and I think it's very, I think it's important to note that like Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian as is Sarah Paulson, and I think it's wonderful now that we're putting these women in these roles, we're creating characters like, Ratchet might've come from a different story. Yes, it's a stem, it's a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, But we're learning Mm. why Ratchet is the way that she is. The fact that she found the love of her life, the fact that she got sick and she's like watching this woman die in front of her that she loves. And then we see her get better, thank God. But you know, in the next sequence of this story, eventually she's going to lose her love. Yeah. That's the inevitable. And that's like going to, cause ratchet to become the person that she is it was just yeah. such a beautiful love story and then the dynamic of them like having to treat people for mental illness putting them in these tubs and they do the same thing they love who they love and that's i think yeah. obviously why ratchet eventually was like we can't do this and the guy who played hawk mm-hmm. with the facial deformity i thought he was amazing have you watched uh, desperate housewives i love love Love, love, love Desperate Housewives. To make the connection. Yes, it took, that's another one and I can't believe I didn't mention him earlier. That one took me a minute and I guess it was the facial deformity, obviously, but what a great character. And I love that Nurse Bucket promoted him at the end and made him head nurse.
1: Oh my God. He was like, I need a purpose in my life and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm so mad that finally when he had his purpose, like he's head nurse, he has like this, goal in his life and then he you know it's so tragic and what i'm fucking annoyed so maybe did i miss something was it explained to us how he got like the face it was in thing? it was very short it was um he had served
0: in the army military whatever and uh there it was like a war thing like i don't know
1: if it was like a grenade but something happened when he was serving his country did watch like the season twice but i maybe i wasn't paying attention enough because I was like now we will never learn why his face was like that but apparently it was okay oh
0: poor guy I loved his character so much he was such a good
1: person such a good person
0: but like he was like the only person that wasn't complicated like he was just a good person we didn't see him doing anything like weird or questionable like he was just good from the inside out where everybody else had these lingering darknesses inside of them
1: yeah Yeah. i'm like extra sad that he got honestly i I read a lot of like things on reddit and stuff as well and people were like we knew it was coming and i was like i didn't i didn't either but i honestly did not expect him to be murdered i was so upset. i really him so i sent him like a dm not that he responded, but <laughs> I'm oh. like that fan girl. Like, oh my God, I really hope you have like an evil twin and Ryan Murphy puts you in season two, like that's his evil twin comes and he fucks with all the patients because yes. I, I want him back. I really want him back. Oh. I season two do without him. I oh. feel like his
0: story is finished. We needed his positivity on the show because it was just so much yeah. darkness. Like he was like a light throughout every scene he was in um somebody who was the opposite of a light which was just the funniest and most uncomfortable thing that guy that um they that sharon stone's character had uh hired the hitman that ended up sleeping with sarah paulson oh my god
1: oh my god did you think he was attractive kind of in like a daddy way yeah the thing when he was wearing his hat i was like okay he can get it and when he took the head up. I don't have anything towards like bold or bolding guys. Right. But it just, with him, it wasn't, it didn't fit him well. And I think I, the white
0: beater didn't work. Oh. Like, yeah, there were a lot of weird things about that. It's How like, about um, Nurse Ratched's bedtime uh, bed
1: manner? Like, girl, what are you doing over there? <laughs> it was, it was something. I don't know. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Like, did
0: you notice, like, first of all, the music. The music in Ratchet yeah. was amazing, and when I was reading about it, I didn't realize they had taken the music directly from the, uh, the Hitchcock movie, Vertigo. Really? I had no idea. Really? I thought, did you ever watch that yeah. movie, Cape Fear, back in the day, the one with Robert De Niro? It was a young um, Juliette Lewis Another criminal like, movie, but the mu- the movie, the music reminded me exactly of that movie. Like the music was yeah. so fucking creepy in all the best ways possible. Like five-star soundtrack.
1: It, sure. I, it doesn't ring a bell now, which I should be embarrassed. And I know my father from heaven is throwing rocks at me because he's he was like the biggest Robert De Niro fan, so I should Ooh. know this. Yeah, I don't, but legit the the music and the also, the costumes were more like the set, right. sets. Right. Oh my God. The colors, like, yeah.
0: those like two screens when he would do like the split screen. So you would like be yeah. like in Nurse Ratchet's eyes and you would be like walking down the hall. But then the other angle, you would see like the other side of the screen would have a different scene over here. It was just yeah. so freaking well
1: done. So well done. Honestly, because I don't, uh, how do you say it? I, I like true. Crime stuff, but not really like murdery stuff. But this was made in such a beautiful way, with all the angles of how they filmed and the sets and the music was so good. I I I, I don't know. I I'm beyond amazed by it.
0: Ugh, the wardrobe so was stunning. Yeah. Ratchet looked amazing.
1: Her hats just it was perfect. It's ready for people really she looked like i'm ready to go head to head with karen huger ramona singer and kyle richards yes and i chop off their heads yeah i'm coming
0: out on top like she's gonna be sitting on like top of the hill like smoking a cigarette
1: like just like okay everybody like being bothered because she can kill people with one sentence That opening when she disliked the guy that was like was it at the gas station or whatever like and with his dirty fingernails you know the really first yes yes and yes like, i love you could feel like sutton would say you could feel the disdain <laughs> i'm not sure if i word correctly i learned it from sutton honestly i did not know this word before it is oh, i love it oh so, like over it and she's head bitch in charge oh, nurse is head bitch in charge for sure put her in any bravo franchise and oh my gosh well the
0: meme I I have to give you a shout out the meme the meme you made of um the whole peach thing that contention of the peach between uh Bucket and Ratchet you doing that and just the timing with Nini and all of Nini's drama at the time like girl girl I was so you should be (laughs) you should be be. it was one of those memes (laughs) I was like damn it why didn't I come up with that first like
1: i don't think i even gave people the chance to come up with it first because the thing is wretched came out and uh it was like at a time where everyone in america was still sleeping so when i was watching it it was like oh. three, four so that's like my advantage that i could watch it like first and when i made the meme i already watched the entire eight episodes and people were not even at episode one wow. so i really think my advantage because if people would have watched it at the same time there definitely would have been someone else in the bravo universe that would made that link because it was in the exact time that he got fired or her contract i don't know what happened um but i was first and i was so happy and it was before my friendship with sarah But actually i should meme and i got so many people like oh my god you know it's so good and it's, it's so dumb to take pride in that, but like, you know, like how much time we invest in our, for you, your podcast, for me, my Etsy, our Instagram pages, and we don't get paid, right. or at least I don't get paid, When you get that recognition of people like, oh my God, I left so hard, or this brought me joy, or whatever, I'm like, yes, bitch, you know, it makes me feel so good, like I, I, I put something out there that made you feel good and forget even for one second, like your shit in your life because you left at something that I created. and oh, you know? it's amazing. It's a really good feeling. It's very
0: gratifying. <laughs> and the fact that like yeah. celebrities like Sarah Paulson have embraced you and the young woman, I don't remember her name, but that played Dolly, like the fact that they've like come out and supported you, bought your merch. Oh, and by the way. I am going to be purchasing the exact same ratchet sweater that Sarah Paulson wears like same color and everything Sarah and I will be twinning this holiday season. Like I'm going to wear that shit on Christmas. Like it's 2020. I'm doing Christmas differently this year. My holiday sweater is going to be a ratchet shirt. Oh, that is
1: so supportive of you. Thank you. That is so sweet. Well, I hate Mm -hmm. to do this. I have to get going. I have to start
0: working, but I want to just talk to you all day long. I'm like, we could talk more about Ratchet. We could talk more about this. We could talk about just life in general. Can you tell the fanny pack where they can find you online?
1: They can find me on my Instagram at uh, cc.loves.u and check out my Etsy store, please, if you like Bravo or pop culture things I do many other shows like ratchet and Emily in Paris and so many more things um and my link to my Etsy is in my bio I can't my wait
0: yeah I'm gonna be uh, pr- I just started a new job so now that I am working with a little bit more cash I will be purchasing a ratchet not only a ratchet sweatshirt the ratchet sweatshirt that Sarah Paulson has and I can't wait to support it and support you and I love you Cece and I'm so glad we did this I'm so
1: happy very soon. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again to Cece. I am so appreciative that you joined me on the On This Day Entertainment Patreon page. You are amazing. Our next Patreon episode will be coming in November. Breaking down Emily in Paris with my friends, Vanessa. And Pierre-Luc from the Drunk on Gossip podcast. Yes, we are going to be breaking down Emily in Paris with a real-life Frenchman. So, here for that. Weekly News and Nostalgia podcast episodes will drop, just like always, over the weekend, wherever your favorite place is to podcast. OnThisDayEntertainment.com has all things On This Day Entertainment, from old podcast episodes to the gossip articles I write for Taste of Reality, show merch. There are new face masks. We have some fun Rony t-shirts if you're Real Housewives of New York fans. Any suggestions, you can always send me an email on thestayentertainment at com. Find me on social at On This Day Entertainment on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. While you're there, make sure you join the Fanny Pack Facebook group. It's where we keep all these conversations going and more. Until next time, you are too cool to be forgotten. Later, skating.